the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I hope you're having a great Saturday morning. I hope that uh, you have a little time to think about Memorial Day for the people that uh, have fought and lost their lives for our country and the people who are serving now. I mean, uh, I'm not sure we show enough honor and respect for these people. And so, God bless them. Let's take it to the Lord from get started this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and we give you the praise and the glory for the wisdom and the knowledge that you can bring to us when we call upon you. Jeremiah 19.11 talks about how awesome you are and how you have plans and uh, for hope and a future in our lives. And then when we call upon you, you will listen to our prayers. That's the all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I was thinking about something. T.D. Jakes, and I listen to him quite a bit, says our flesh will make a deal. I'm I'm in a uniform. I've got my referee shirt on, and I've refereed a lot of sports in my life. But anyway, you need a referee. You don't know how bad it's getting in the car business. I can't even explain how bad it's getting, and it's going to get worse. I mean, I've seen some things lately that I can't believe. How a lady called me last week. She owes 15000 on a car she'd bought. Less than six months ago, she paid seventeen thousand for it, and it's got so many issues. She takes it to the Mazda store, and the Mazda store tells her it's not worth working on. That it's worth four thousand. She owes fifteen. She paid seventeen, and this car's got issues. She never looked at a Carfax. We're going to talk about Carfaxes. We're going to talk about First John two nine. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. We have the phone lines that are open. Please give us a call, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. Also, I'll give out my mobile number a little later. So get pen and paper so you can write it down so you know exactly what it is. Um Thank you, listeners. I'm buying stuff from you. I'm selling stuff. I'm helping. Ninety-five percent of my business is giving back and helping. But our flesh will make a deal. Why? Are we in control of our emotions and desires and feelings? Do we walk into these dealerships with a lot of trust? You know, half the people I talk to say they hate buying a car. But do they put that education back? Do they do they want to learn as they go? This is a process that you need to start on your next purchase. I don't care if you bought one today. You need to start on your next one tomorrow. Thinking, being observant, understanding what's going on, seeing what the market is, what the latest and the greatest commercials are. There's so many too-good-to-be-true commercials. Oh, they gave me a better rate than my credit union. Liar, liar, pants on fire. They gave me more than anybody else for my trade. Those people that brag about that, don't do it. I guarantee they don't do it. And they spend a fortune on the radio. The radio business ought to be good with all the car commercials I'm hearing right now. It's growing, getting bigger and bigger every day. Because they need to get you on home field advantage coming in. But your flesh controls sometimes your purchasing budget, but your budget can't pay what your emotions and desires will will try to get you to to buy. 
And so I, I stumbled across again. I'm always searching. I'm writing this next book. And one of the chapters are going to be about First John 2, nine. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. <clears throat> well, how far is hate? Now, we know what love is. We know that if we love somebody, we want the best for them. We want to take care of them. We want to tell them the truth, especially if we know the truth. And we're trained in the car business to know the truth. And I get magazines, I've got them with me today, full of violations that dealerships do. Now, if you love the customer, you would tell them the truth. If you love the customer, you would make sure they got a right deal and you wouldn't pack the payments, you wouldn't lie to them, you wouldn't spend them, you wouldn't four-square them. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So if you claim to be in the light, you claim to be a Christian. You claim to be an honest salesman even though you don't know Christ. You give all these claims, but do you back it up with action? Your words are there, but are they backing it up with action? Whoever loves his brother lives in the light. How much love do you have for other people? Does it have to be somebody that's on Sunday instead of every day? Are you like the car dealer I explained in Jude 16? Read that one again. Jude, it's only one chapter, 16. If that's the car dealer. But, I mean, how much love do you have? Or do you love the brother on Sunday? But Monday through Saturday, I'm going to lie to him, cheat him, and do whatever I get my with. Oh, man, Bubba, don't I just love you? Look at this great deal i tell you about a great deal that happened about two years ago. A lady showed up with a sports car. This lady had no business in the world with a sports car. None. But this dealership told her what a great car, what a great deal, and she wrote a check for it. She showed up because she'd been listening to my radio show. said, Mr. Adams, what are you going to give for this car? I said, uh, how long you had it? I've had it about a month. I said, why didn't you buy it? She says, I don't know. I got talked into it. Well, where she bought it, on San Pedro, there are great family salespeople there. And they can sell they can sell iced Eskimos. You've heard all those things, you know, how great their salesmen are. And they put this lady in a vehicle she had no intentions of buying. So I said, well, take it back over there. She happened to live close to New Brunswick. Take it back over where you bought it and say, you remember that great deal you gave me? You remember you told me how everybody loves these cars and they're great investments and they're great this and they're great that? Take it back over there and see what they'll give for it. I said, but be prepared for rejection. Yeah. They're going to say, oh, well, we've got too much inventory. we got this. we got that, you know. And just keep telling them, well, y'all told me this thing was a great buy, and y'all sold it to me, and I could just, it, I'd love the car, and it doesn't fit me, doesn't fit my lifestyle, doesn't fit nothing. What will you give for it? Well, they never could get a figure out of this dealer because he, he ripped her off. So does he love this customer or does he hate her? Does he really mean the best for her, or does it mean money is more important? When money's more important than love, when <coughs> excuse me, when money's more important than the customer, when money's more important than anything else, I don't believe you got love in your heart. I, I know that you know the difference, right or wrong. You know the difference in the car business, just like that Mazda I just told you about. That dealership did not show her a Carfax. Did not show her an auto check. No past history. But now when she goes back, they're not, oh, well, we're sorry, we can't help you. It's your car. Well, they made a bunch of money on it. See, there's car dealers that go to these auctions and look for cars with bad Carfaxes. Now, I buy cars with bad Carfaxes, but they're not worth what a car that's got a good Carfax is worth. I, and I've trained people. I talk to people. I buy those kind of cars. And I explain people what the difference is. And if you buy a car from me, I'll show you what the car's worth before and now with a bad Carfax. It's not, those cars are still worth something. But dealers can buy them 
two to five thousand cheaper with a bad Carfax. There's cars right now in the market that run through the auction, but nobody will buy it with a bad Carfax. And I'm talking about high dollar cars, especially the thirty thousand and on up. You take one that's got a bad Carfax, and you don't have enough information, enough show on it, what was fixed, this, that, and the other, you know. And, you know, if you got an $80,000 car, you know, it might be worth sixty or sixty-five. It's going to be worth a lot less. Well, this Mazda that she bought was hit so hard, it's got so many issues you know, she needs a referee. You need a referee because the car business has got to be dog eat dog. I was telling Barry, my producer, today. I went to car. I went to Walmart yesterday, <clears throat> bait and switch. All I needed was a cheap car car charger for my phone, and it was it was marked fourteen forty seven. I'm in a hurry. I gather up a couple of other things, uh, some primer paint for a little hot rod we're working on. And I run out of there, pay for it, and I get out of there. And then this morning, I open up the receipt to put it up, and I noticed the car charger was nineteen ninety five. Bait and switch has is everybody in the business trying to do? Is that why socialism is coming on? Because the business people can't tell the truth or mark the things right. I mean, I was in a dealership the other day, and the people were excited. That the new car dealership showed them all the pages to the car facts. <clears throat> they had been to a dealership, big time new car dealership, and they were trying to buy a unit from them, and they didn't have the front two pages to the car facts. And they said, they asked them, why, what's page one? Well, that doesn't mean nothing. It's no big deal. And they waltzed around the truth. They knew the truth. They took those two pages off, but they didn't give them th- that opportunity. So when they showed them the off all the pages to the Carfax, they believed that dealership because that dealership tells the truth. There's a few of them that still tell the truth, but you got to be ready for a battle. Overhead on these dealerships today is tremendous and it's going to get worse. So what's that going to do? They got to make all this big time money. And I keep telling you, it's a million and a half on up and going to get worse. And the competition and the sales are down a little bit and everybody's fighting for more business and everybody's needing more business and everybody's bragging about more business. You know, arrogance. And it says in I ran across that this morning about the Lord declares that arrogance will hurt you. Arrogance in the car business should be across every door because they're full of pride, greed, and arrogance. And so they are so after every available dollar on your pocket. I mentioned to you before I was in a dealership about two years ago, and this salesman was working a customer, and salesman was in there and they told him said go get another thousand and so the salesman he trots off he'd go and do what they said man here we go we're gonna get another thousand he bound that they're bound to have another thousands of words they said bound a you know credit card uh cash borrow the money from somebody do something salesman trots off and the other sales manager said what kind of deal we got oh we got five thousand profit but i'm trying to get another thousand hey Five thousand is not enough profit on that deal. I'm thinking, what? How much it would make them happy? See, it don't matter. They'll take a two thousand dollar deal, a three thousand dollar deal, four, whatever they can get. So, I want you to have a referee in your life that'll explain to you, open your eyes, and you be mentally, physically, spiritually ready to buy a vehicle and understand what kind of playing field you're on, what kind of of things are going on where you're prepared because you know we we talk about love but i think we've diluted the word i don't think it's the word that really the bible talks about you know and it says whoever loves his brother lives in the light but there is nothing in him to make him stumble are you are you making your customer stumble are you stumbling are you stumbling by not telling the truth? Are you stumbling by knowing the difference and not telling it? 
Are you spinning the customer? Are you four-squaring them? What are you doing? We're talking about the salesperson now. Does he want to make you stumble? Does he want to put you in debtor's prison? Do you want to understand? You know, I've been buying lots of vehicles here lately, and all these dealers are telling you, we want to buy your car. It's amazing that I'm up on top on so many cars, and these people are doing what I tell them, shop, shop, shop. You get through shopping, call me. I want to buy your vehicle no matter what it is, uh, good, the bad, the ugly. I had a church. I'm looking for a 15-passenger van that's 7 to 10 grand for them. But I also have some late-model 15-passenger vans, some cargo vans at big savings. You know, and it's not free. I mean, a new van's forty five, fifty thousand dollars, and we can sell them for thirty one thousand with a raised roof. They work great for hotels and daycares and and travel. And there's some cargo vans. I looked at some cargo vans that I'm trying to buy right now. New ones thirty six thousand. We can sell them for twenty one, fifteen thousand less, low miles. So there's stuff out there that's available, but you got to stay on top of the market. you got to be ready to jump when the time comes. Got a gentleman, I'm looking for a, a Dodge diesel, Ford diesel. It'll work for him and his family. But you got to be ready mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle. It's a battle in my business. It's not fun. I've talked to probably 500 dealers the last three or four months, and they all say it's not fun anymore. New car dealers are saying it's not fun anymore. What what is the definition in fun in the car business? When you're making so much money, you don't know what to do with it all. Oh man, rocking and rolling and doing all the things that hey man, customers are coming in and we're making all this money and we're so happy. But see, you know, and the business has changed. Let me put another little spin on this verse right here. Just a minor spin, but whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. Now, here, salesmen are not making the money they used to. Now, what is, how does that pertain into the Scripture, in, in the business today? The owners can't get enough. When's enough enough? Never enough enough? That's about what the saying is. So they've cut their... They've added big packs where they don't participate in that profit. And they've got a limit to what they can make. So you've got all these salespeople running around working for little or nothing. I know some guys that have been in the business 30, 35 years who have made a great living telling the truth, doing it right. But now due to the competition, due to what's going on, they're not making any money. So who's making all this money? The managers and the owners. And so the salespeople are constantly being trained to pull in all the money they can, and they don't participate in the big profits. Now, sales, the salespeople, do the owners love the salespeople? Well, evidently not. They're not paying them the full commissions most of the time. They look for a way. They look for any way they can. The used car managers look for a way to own the trade cheap so they don't participate in the profit on the trade, but the used car department profits on the trade. So they're trying to get your trade as cheap as they can for their mistakes and for their buddies. And if they happen to be selling to their buddies and making money on the table, I've explained a little bit of that, and sometime we'll get a little deeper into that. So does the owners and the managers love the salespeople? Are they in the darkness? Are they trying to keep the big profits away from them? What are they doing? If you love your employees, you'll pay them fair. Or do like I reverse the roles. What would I do? What would I expect if I was a salesperson working for me? And that's the way I look at it. Would I do that job for that amount of money? And I try my best to follow that. So do the owners love the salespeople? Are they in the darkness? Do they keep them in the dark? Do they not let them know how much money they're making? Oh, no, they don't want them to know. And he walks around in the darkness, but he does not know where he is going. So now the, the owners are so 
prideful, arrogant, wanting more, never enough. So they don't know the direction they're going. They, their goals are always set higher and higher and higher for more money. They do not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. The darkness has caused the owners to never have enough, never own enough dealerships, never make enough money, find ways of cutting the the salesman out of the profits, (coughs) working on everybody, trying to get bigger, bigger, and better. Why? How? There's billionaires in the business right now that own 60, 70, 80 dealerships. When's enough enough? You know, and then they're the ones, one of them owns 67 dealerships, and his right-hand man, who I happen to know, wants 100 more. And he was an Obama supporter and a Hillary supporter. And he's a billionaire trying to buy more dealerships. When is enough enough? And he even had, he was suing the government because they wanted $200 million in, in taxes. But, oh, no, he's a big-time supporter, but he's a capitalist at the same time. Where does that fit with the love of fellow man? Where does that fit to show your love? Where does the action come from? And so I'm trying to explain to you what's going on in the business because you need a referee. I've got my referee shirt on. You don't need to be clipped, blindsided. Hey, put out of the game. Suspended from the game. How do you get suspended out of the game in life? Well, that lady owes 15000 She paid 17000 on a car that's not worth 4000 that has got some issues. Does that put you out of the game, game of life, put you in a strain? I see this every day. I mean, the other day I had 10 phone calls from listeners from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock, and I believe that was Wednesday afternoon. I mean, I started counting. I started writing notes. Because I write notes on some of these people who call me to explain what's going on in the car business to my listeners. So they don't get in that same trap. If a car dealer does not have a Carfax or a, a, a auto check, he's hiding. He's hiding something. And I know a bunch of them that buy accident cars. And they buy them at a cheap price, and they ask full retail for them. Well, that full retail could be as much as $7,000 difference from what they paid for it at the auction and what retail book is. And they'll show you that book. This is what it's worth. This is what it's worth. This is what it's worth. And you get yourself in a mind, well, they're taking care of me. And then you buy the unit. And if you don't like it, if you need to sell it or something, then you find out it's got an accident report on it. So he made a tremendous amount of money on you. From you not knowing, and he don't want you to know. That lady, would she have bought that unit to know that the airbags all been deployed on it? She believed that we trust the salespeople. And when money's their God, and in the car business, I got news for you. Money is God to 99% of them. 90% of them will rip you off, 10%. I used to say 20% will take care of you. It's getting less and less every day due to overhead, due to demand, due to just everything. The owner's not getting enough. Manager's not making it enough. Everybody's been cut back. And so what I'm trying to explain to you is how you can be prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually on your next purchase on how you can be ready to see what's going on, ready to make sure that your budget fits your desires, your buying power, your budget, and and realize how much you're going to lose. You know, too many times we don't look, we don't make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. We didn't have any callers, but give us a call. You got pen and paper, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. We're taking a short break. I'll be back in a minute. I will give my mobile number out so you'll have it and you can give me a call. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, KSLR. 
great radio station. I hope you continue to listen to it. And also, I got a show on at 1 o'clock today on 1160 AM. Tell your friends and neighbors, same show taped 1160, 1 p.m. today. God bless you. I love you. I'll be right back. Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio. And you, too, can take advantage of our better bottom-line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. We buy the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got Vern online. Hello, Vern. Thank you for calling, Randy Adams. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good morning. Yes, sir. First time, first time calling. Uh, needed to ask you when uh, Peter says, "Hey, um, if you bring in your car, you trade in your car, we'll give you six thousand." And quite honestly, the car's not even worth two thousand. How, how do they do that? I mean, how, uh, how do they mark- that's called Foursquare. Foursquare, and I need okay. to explain that. I do it. I need to do it probably a little more often than I do. But they want to sell you. There's four options used to be on selling you. Price, interest rate, payments, uh, and trade-in. So what they do is they tell you they'll give you 6000 trade-in. And you're all excited and you're ready to sign up. And that takes your focus off of the rest of the deal. And what happens is they go up a bunch on the on the payments, and they go up a bunch on the interest, and they go up on the price, and they give you what you want. And that gets your focus off of the rest of the deal. And most of the time when they're four-squaring you, they average about 8000 profit on the deal. And so then they'll go sell your car for 2000 or whatever it's worth, and they, they just wash that 4000 because it's just paper. Because they've already made enough on the price, they've made enough on the interest and the payments. What happened the other day, and I've talked to a bunch of people in the same situation. There are several dealers that do this in town. Lady goes in, they give her this great car and a great price and a great everything, and she signs the paperwork and she leaves. Well, they call her back and they said, ma'am, you bought the wrong car. Come on back in, no problem. We'll just put you in this other car. She comes back in, they sell her a cheaper car, and the payment goes up. Well, I'm not through. They usually do this three times. So then they call her a little later and said, oh, well, things didn't go the way the banker wanted us to. Come on back in. We've got a new car for you. Don't worry about it. We're going to take care of you. Comes back in, buys even a cheaper car, quality-wise and equipment and all. And then they got the payments up again. So when the time they get through, they've already picked up another 10000 profit on the deal, and that's what happens every day. You've got to work price, number one, know what your trade's worth, have your financing set up, know exactly what you're going to buy, know if it fits your budget, and stay on focus of what's happening. And then make sure the big secret today is 
they're packing the contract. You've got to look at the contract, understand every part about it. I had a friend of mine call me on a contract the other day, and they were putting all kinds of extra charges. And this was a good dealer, a good new car dealer. And so he made a note on everything, stepped outside, called me. I told him what he had to pay and what he didn't have to pay, and he saved $1,800. They were trying to pick up an extra 1800 on him. And then I also I was helping some friends of mine on a Highlander, and they had a Highlander to trade. And the dealer, I told him, I said, your unit's really worth somewhere around 1500 But you tell them you want 2000 for the trade. And in order to make the deal. So he listened to me and he listened to my show and he did it exactly right. And he got his two thousand. Well the car comes through the auction and it brings two thousand. The dealer the new car dealer got lucky. Well the new car dealer wouldn't take it. I found out he wanted more money. He was trying to pick up profit on a car that two thousand was plenty, it was really worth about fifteen hundred. So there's so many different avenues, and if you keep your guard down, you don't have a referee in the game. You don't understand the whole game plan that they have, and I'm trying to give you the other team's game plan, and that's what they do. So be prepared. Go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com, and follow the process. Get your credit rating. Clean up your credit. Go to your bank or credit union, shop price, shop what you need to buy, talk to people, talk to everybody. This should be really at least a three-month process. It would be better if it's a six-month process. So if you're ready to buy a car, just go to work on it and spend at least three months before you do it and possibly six months. Hey, well, thank you so much. Very, very good, very good information. Well, I hope I, I hope I explained it well. And just in case you don't, my mobile number is eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. I'll give it again in a second here, uh, but you can give me a call, and I'll be glad to answer any questions. So you're prepared when you get ready to buy something, and these too good to be true ads. There, there, there's no way. The lifetime warranties, you have to pay on the contract, and you have to do all the service through the dealership, and the dealerships make a tremendous amount of money on the service departments on the lifetime warranties. There's nothing free in the car business, nothing. The cookies and the sodas and all, that's to get you prepared with sugar in you so you can handle the sticker shock or the prices they're charging you to service your unit. Well, thank you so much, sir. Thank uh, you. you can repeat your, your number again. I'll hey, write it down later. I'll, hey, I'll okay, I'm going to repeat it now, and I'm going to repeat it again probably in the next 10 minutes. But it's 830-708-4789. Thank you. Thank you, Vern. We have open lines. Give us a call here. There's no dumb questions. Uh, I won't make fun of you. I won't embarrass you. I promise. 210 340 9585. That's 210-340-9585. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, if you got something that's sitting around, I buy old trucks, old cars. I buy just about anything. I'm trying to buy a 50 uh, Ford, Ford pickup from a friend of mine right now. Um, just bought a 57 Chevrolet that a man in Washington has uh, made me an offer on. I may sell. And I'll look it up, make sure that not any trouble on it. Uh, I buy, bought a cargo van from a listener with 180,000 miles on it, a 13 that's still in good shape. But it was time for him to exchange, get him a new one. So, I mean, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. So you need to know what your vehicle's worth. You need to either sell it to me or sell it to somebody else. Yes, I beat CarMax nine out of ten times, no problem at all. There's all kinds of people. But the key to my business is, and to me, number one, I've been in the business 55 years. I've got connections all over the country. I sell outside the United States, just sent a car to the Netherlands, just sent a car to Sweden, just sent a car to Australia. I do business. Uh, Cambodia, sent a vehicle to Cambodia. So I've got connections everywhere for your vehicle and, and to buy and sell. And But my overhead's low and about to get even lower. I understand overhead because I've been in the business so much, and I've owned 11 other businesses. Besides, I've always stayed in the car business. 
But I understand overhead. And overhead in the car business is about to explode again. And when it does, it's more and more money the dealerships have to make. With super low overhead, and I sell 150 to 200 cars a month, you know, most dealerships don't know don't do that kind of numbers, and we do. And that's why I want to – but I can't get enough cars bought. There was a time not long ago I bought 300 vehicles a month, and I can't get 300 bought today. Due to the auctions taking over the business, due to the changes in the business, due to the overhead in the business, I don't have the luxury of finding all those cars, large groups in large areas. And plus the oil field business went down. I bought a lot of oil field trucks every month. And it's just now coming back. It'll be another year and a half, two years out. And then I'll be back to buying a lot of oil field trucks, shipping them all over the United States. So that's that's the name of my business. I'm a blessed person. The Lord has blessed me all of my life. And I couldn't figure out why, Lord, are you blessing me? Why have I always been blessed with the ability, talent, and the knowledge and but when I accepted Jesus Christ, he changed my heart from a taker to a giver. The problem is 99% of the people in the car business are takers. And I, But he changed it into a giver, giving back, putting me on this radio station and on other radio stations to help others understand what's going on in the car business. I hurt for you. I hurt for that lady that had that Mazda. I hurt for just all these people that call me all week long that got issues with dealers, new car dealers, used car dealers, with vehicles. What man makes brakes? We, you know, they don't make these cars to last for a long time. But if you drive it right, you take care of it, it will last. And there's some vehicles. I bought a 97 Chevrolet pickup black that I loved. 33,000 miles. A guy lived in Kerrville. He didn't drive it very much. I sold it to a nice lady and her, for her son. That truck will last him for, you know, I had one the other day like it with two, 280,000 miles on it. If you drive it right, you take care of it. I saw a Mitsubishi, and I'm not a Mitsubishi fan, tell you the truth right now. But I saw one with 250,000 miles, and I'm not sure I've seen another one with that kind of miles. But why? The guy drives it simply. He he knows what he's doing. He's under control. He takes care of it. He services it. So it will last. But we've got to take care of it in order to get that kind of mileage and get the money out of it. Now, I was at a dealership the other day. And the sales point on it was, you never own a car. Have you ever paid a car off? Well, if you continue to buy new cars every two or three years, you're never going to pay it off. And they, they're trying to lease more and more because the prices of vehicles have got so high. I was in a dealership a month ago, and the guy was buried. And they told him, said, the only way out is give us $19,000. He was buried 19000 and lease your next car. But, of course, they forgot to tell him. The penalty on the mileage, and he puts a lot of miles on. So at the end of three years, he's going to own a tremendous amount. Like I told you about that lady that owned that vehicle, there was a $20,000 penalty for mileage. They had to buy the unit because she couldn't, it wasn't worth paying the penalty and giving the car back when they could buy the car for $12,000, you know. And I'm sorry, it was sixteen thousand, and sell it to me for twelve. They lose four thousand. The other way, they lose twenty thousand. So you got to know exactly what you need to spend and how you're going to handle your money. This is your hard-earned money. You know, you got to think about what we do to earn our money, how much time we put in it. Our time, abilities, and money are ours and aren't ours in the first place. You think about that. Ability comes from God. Uh, Money comes from our time, and our time is God gives us how much on earth. And we are caretakers, not owners of it. It flows through our hands, and it keeps going. But you work hard. You spend a week on trying to make enough money to make your payment, and that week's gone and never comes back. And then your car loses value. Think about that. I mean... 
People never pay for a car that buys one every two or three, four years. Number one, the profit in the dealership. Number two, the loss of value. And, you know, and you're trying to keep up with it. So when you get ready to trade in three, four years, you have some value. Well, due to more miles, you're always going to be behind the gun. You're never going to get caught up. You know, being grateful is a choice. You know, we got to be grateful for what God's given us. We got to be grateful for what we own. We got to take care of it. We got to make wise decisions. We got to be grateful in the money that we do make and, and make better decisions on it. And so the real evidence is our belief is the way we act. There's lots of people that will tell you that they're Christians and then bury you in a vehicle. It gets back to John. First John two nine to love your brother, do you really love them if you're bearing them? Or do you really love them if you know what you're doing? Do you really love them when you walk in there and offer them two thousand less than their trades worth? The salesmen always are trying to save a little extra money. I saw this here about two weeks ago. New car dealer told the manager, told the salesman that the vehicle was worth seven grand. Salesman goes in there, tells the customer five grand, but he knows that the manager's going to put seven. So he's trying to pick him up a percentage of your your hard earned money, what you paid for, what you earn. So you got to know what it's worth. So where you stand, and just like Vern talked about. Lots of times they'll ask you, "Well, what do you want for your car?" Well, will you buy my car if you if I give you six thousand trade in? And you're thinking, everybody tells me my car's worth two grand. Man, these guys are great, giving me a great deal, and it, your focus then gets off on, "I man, I'm getting to these people. Oh man, what a great deal!" And then the price goes up about seven grand. The interest rate goes up about. Four, five, six percent that makes them another five or six grand, and then they they stretch out the payments from fifty four months to eighty four months, so there ain't no telling how much they're going to make. There's some dealerships in this town, and there's a another radio show show that will make you a VIP customer. Unknown managers that worked at those dealerships, and they love those VIP customers because your soul, just like that $6,000 on that vehicle, your soul that I'm a VIP customer. And a good friend of mine said, Randy, you're too busy, and I needed to buy a new car. And so I had this VIP card, and I went into this dealership, and they treated me so special. Oh, man, but I realized I didn't buy what I intended to buy. And I gave us too much money, and now I owe forty five thousand on a on a twenty thousand dollar car. She was twenty five thousand upside down. I'm not through with the poor story. And then her daughter was driving the car, and she was falling too close, and she bumped the car in front of her, and it wasn't much damage, but it got an accident report. So now the car's worth. Fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars. She still owes forty-five thousand. See, you can get yourself in that trap because you're thinking the, these guys are giving me a great deal. These guys don't know what they're doing. My car worth six thousand dollars to them, and it's worth two thousand to everybody else. I'm making a great deal. I'm a VIP customer. I'm making a great deal. We get it in our head because somebody treats us nice. Somebody tells us they love us. Somebody tells us, and we trust them. But money's their God, and you don't understand that. You don't know how this game's played. You don't know what that other team... It'd be about like the Dallas Cowboys going against uh, first-year football players in the in the sixth grade. You know, and that's about the way it is because we're well-trained. We're trained 365 days out. You don't think so? Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube and dial in how to sell a car, how to make more profit, how to, you know, how the F&I department make more money. It, there's 150 YouTube training tools for new and used car dealers. We get We get everyday emails about how the business is going to be. But the millenniums are now changing where you're going to see some things like Carvana. You're going to see some other dealerships that you don't have a salesperson. 
they're working on a different angle to you. They're working on that you're in control and you think you're in control. But these large independent used car dealerships, which their overhead is as high as a new car dealership, with no revenue coming in from body shop parts or service, sitting on multi-million dollar pieces of property, which is not cheap and tax is not cheap, and they still have a lot of overhead and they still have a lot of inventory and they still have the air conditioning bills, a workman's comp and everything else. So you walk in there. And the convenience and those salespeople are the convenience of delivering it to your house, which, you know, in their situation, and I and I can get you any new car, any new truck, almost delivered to your house, and you don't have to fight with the F and I department. But the problem is, you got to know when that contract comes in. Most of these independent used car, big time dealerships, make money on interest. That's where they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money on price because of the convenience and the and the glamour and oh man, you're you're buying this vehicle and we got this many to choose from and we're extra special and we do all this advertising and you know everybody thinks we're the best and you get the trust in them. You're trusting the wrong person. You're trusting Delilah. Ask Samson. He trusted Delilah. Look what happened to him. But I've seen so many customers trust somebody else, and they think they're friends. They think they are giving you that $6,000 for that two-car. Delilah would tell you you're getting a great deal. Who's your Delilah? Is your biggest problem saying no to yourself? Are we so enthralled in what we want, desires, the jealousy of somebody else have something that it. You know, a humble person is more secure than a proud person because humility gives us a more accurate perspective of oneself and the world. And let me tell you something. There is no humility in a car dealership. I, I've asked many of big-time auctions, what's the number one ingredient in a car person? Pride, greed. And humility is not in it. But a humble person is more secure than a pride, prideful person because humility gives them a more accurate perspective of oneself and the world. Have you looked at yourself lately? And I'm talking now the car salesman. Are you telling the truth? Can you live with yourself? Are you one of those guys? I was at a birthday party not long ago at a radio, uh, big-time radio person. And he had one of his relatives there, and they were, he was prideful. We sold two today, and we skipped the trade. Well, there was a large crowd around him, and the guy that was having the birthday party knew knew me and knew me well and listens to my show. He's a big-time radio uh, personality, but he listens to my show. He likes it. And he, he's got a big smile on his face because his, his cousin's bragging about we sold two, and we skipped the payments, and I made 8000 on this one, and we made 10000 on that one, and, man, we did so good. And, uh, you know, he was in a just a happy, happy mood. Finally, one of the people standing around there was about probably 10, 12, not counting me and the gentleman, other gentleman, the birthday boy. And finally, somebody said, uh, what's skipping the trade? And he, uh, oh, well, that's, that's, that's just car talk. And the guy said, well, what is it? What are you doing? He said, well, that's just the way we do business. Finally, the birthday boy said, Randy, explain what skipping the trade is. I said, well, you owe too much money on it. They don't want to pay it off, so they park it in the back. They tell you they're taking care of you, and they, they, they here's another one. They tell you they're giving plenty for your trade, and they don't. They don't do it for the trade. And they save this car without the trade. They set it in the back, and then they call the finance company that you've got it financed with and said, we've got your car. Give us 500 So they pick another 500 up after they pick up five to 10000 on you. And they pick, they call them, and they give them another 500 for getting the car. And now your credit's bad for seven years. It looks like you scammed the, the lending institution, and you got you a brand-new car, and then you don't know about it it to two, three, four months later. And this has happened to a lot of my friends. 
especially at an early age. And then they can't buy nothing, do nothing, rent nothing for seven years. Is that knowing the truth and not telling it? How bad is that? That happens in this town quite a bit. But you've got to know exactly. And here we go again because you've got yourself in that situation. Some people go for it because they're making the decision today that won't pay off tomorrow. They're letting that car go back. They got them a new car. They don't care all that. That bank can afford it. Can your credit afford it? Can, can your credit rating afford it? See, what's right and wrong? And so now you're struggling for the next seven years to build your credit back up. And you've already, guess what? You're buried in the one they sold you because they make so much profit. Usually it's an ill-equipped car. Usually it's one that don't keep its value. And, you know, hey, we buy and sell Mitsubishis. They're cheap. They lose their value. There's certain cars on the market right now. I got news for you. Nissan's another one. I'm going to tell you the truth. It doesn't keep its value. So you're buying full pop retail. These guys are making a lot of money. You drive off showroom floor immediately, you're 15000 in the tank. Is that what you want? you want the truth? Does a brother love you that put you in that situation? Well, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Remember, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. My phone number, 830-708-4789. I'll give it again, 830-708-4789. Listen to the show at uh, 1 o'clock here on 1160. Hey, go to feedback on Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com if you like this show. Give us a feedback if you like it or don't like it. Tell us, you know, if I'm helping you or if I'm your mentor, if I'm your referee, whatever I'm doing, go to feedback on learntobuyandsellcars.com. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.